Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by Neil Campbell and Paul Rust. They tell us about travels in the center of America, the new Pee Wee movie, which Paul is co-writing, and more. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, you look like you've had a rough morning. Yeah, I uh, I, I just came from a family wedding. I, oh man, uh, family, am I right? Oh boy. Can't live with them, but who are you going to borrow money for from if they've died? Wait a minute. Yeah. That's, you, you have to repay the money that you inherit from a dead relative? Yes. I had no idea. I am fucked. Mm-hmm. Man. So, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little plainy right now. Sure. Um, I have a little bit of the... I have a, if, if it seems like I have a little bit of a case of the giggles, it's because I uh, watch so much funny uh, NBC Universal programming on American <laughs> Airlines. <laughs> So you know, the, uh... um, let's let's introduce our guests on the program. Uh, it has been, I think, maybe maybe they've been on individually since, but the last time they were on together was we're talking about four years ago. It's been a while. Right? Four years? No, not that long. I don't think it was that long, and I don't think we've had them on individually. Three years. So I think you're wrong. I think that whole sentence was the wrong. whole thing was wrong. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, Paul Rust, Neil Campbell, welcome back to Jordan Jesse Go. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Good to be back after that six-year break. We had to have we had to have a (laughs) cool down period after we did that segment with. Uh, I think Paul was the guy who wrote Look Who's Talking To. Right. That was even further back. Yeah. Right. I think since then we had... That was to promote Look Who's Talking <laughs> yeah. To. That's yeah. how old it was. Because we did, yeah, we did that political, like the campaign. Right. So that must have thing. been for 08. Oh, that was, was Bart Simpson running yeah. against... Wasn't, didn't we do Harry Anderson? Against right. Harry yeah. Anderson from TV's Night, Night Court. Court. But that was... TV Saves World. But that was even like... I got early so wait because you were on the place off of like Normandy. Yeah, we yeah. were in we were in Koreatown then. Yeah, I we I got so many emails. I am not kidding you. I don't think that Bart Simpson and Harry Anderson are really running for president. <laughs> <laughs> but CNN reported on it, right? They did. We were able to pull I mean, it over sure. them. Yeah, we got the wool pulled over Blitzer's eyes. <laughs> but then we were on again as guests together, just as ourselves, not doing a bit. Okay, in, right on your in your place, your other place, your next place. Oh. We've been to Koreatown. We've been to Silver, Silver Lake. Lake, and that was oh, the okay. one where. Because <laughs> someone tweeted about that show oh, at right. me, yeah, month, just a few months ago. What did they say? Well, I don't know if you'll recall, but so you you did that. They were like, you, someone plays a question, or that like that you have the call in, and and I think this is gonna like an excuse. I think I thought it was supposed to be like you get questions from viewers, and someone did like kind of a bit. And I like laughed really like derisively and meanly at it, like ha ha ha, <laughs> like because I 
whatever. I was just right. being a jerk. I was just being a jerk. Well, but you the, have I think a you misunderstood. You thought it was sort of. I thought it was like when you're doing a Q and A after a screening or something, and someone like just tries to be funny, and it was like, come on, you know. And right. so yeah. <laughs> I misunderstood. But anyway, I was mean, and then someone <laughs> tweeted not long ago that was like listening to an old JJ Go with at Neeler dude and at Paul Rust. They're really funny, but they're so mean to a guest, and it bums me out. I mean, this is going to come back to haunt you, whatever you say on the show. This I is know. kind of like the podcast of record. So. <laughs> well, now I'm here to make amends and apologize. Yeah. This is all, he's going to be so nice this whole time. This is also Wait, a show. Wait, do I show. really look like I've had a heart? Do I look haggard? You have well. You have a fi- you've got a five a, five a.m. show. I, I you said that, and then we had that little. Banter session, and now I'm self. I got self conscious while we were doing about it. Yeah, like I do. I'm sorry, but no. I have places to go today. It's I a sexy wanna... haggard. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Yeah, You're yeah. definitely unshaven. Like, like Liam Neeson when he's looking for his daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like wow, still looks in good. real life. Right, right. You're unshaven, and you smell strongly of coffee. Okay, fair enough. But no, you look fine, Jordan. Okay. Nothing to worry about. Yeah. It's Sunday morning. Yeah, right. It's yeah. When we all look. It's a beautiful Let's have a little day. Mimosa. Get bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> here's the here's the thing that you have to understand, Neil, about Jordan Jesse Go. Mm-hmm. We've established a pattern of positive attitudes mm-hmm. that leads people to get really bummed out and write us sad emails about how disappointed they are if we're ever opposed to anything. <laughs> Isn't that probably I I don't know, I can speak for myself, but I would say for most of us, I would say that's also friendships. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> I think we're all nice guys, right? And if you're like really nice to your friend and then you don't, you kind of slip up one time, it seems worse because it's coming from like the nice guy, right? I I just want to be one of these guys where people are like, where people are like, hey, He's a wild card. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, so you want people to suspect that maybe you're bipolar. You want to be so emotionally erratic. Yeah, I mean, he's my, up, he's down. My goal is to be so to be such a great friend in every other way right. that if I do or say something horrible or am a bad friend, mm-hmm. people will be like. That's just Jesse B and Jesse. That's what <laughs> makes him so great. <laughs> well, I think public Loading radio the- is synonymous with wild man. Those two <laughs> words are interchangeable with each other. <laughs> so go for it. Um, da- yeah, Jordan David B and Cooley, he'll loan you money one minute, and then he'll key your car. No reason. Who's that? David B and Cooley fills in for Terry Gross sometimes. <laughs> uh, Jordan- you can put in, in the name of any public radio guy in there. That's Jordan, important. it's funny that you mentioned that mm-hmm. because, and I am, this is going to sound like something that I'm making up, but I swear on a stack of Bibles that it is not something I'm making up. I went to the public radio conference mm-hmm. a week and a half ago um, in Baltimore, Maryland. Yes. And I was having a conversation with a fellow public radio industry employee, a high ranking, much more high ranking than myself. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about how much I like Dave Davies, mm-hmm. substitute host on Fresh Air. Mm. I think we all think Dave Davies is the best substitute host, how, regardless of how you feel about David Bean Cooley. Uh, I think we can all agree that uh, Dave Davies is the top substitute host on Fresh Air. He's mm. probably the top of all time. I'd say he's even better than Barbara Bogave. <laughs> Whoa, Whoa, strong words, hey, man. Come on. Um, You're going to get more hate mail. <laughs> but uh, I was, so I was talking about how great I think Dave Davies is. Mm-hmm. And then we started talking about, um, uh, and, I was, and I was pitching the idea that I've had recently, which is that we, we, it's time to drop the charade that Terry Gross is the only host of Fresh Air. Mm. Terry Gross is fantastic. 
She's no. brilliant. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Terry right. Gross is the best. I right. have nothing, no bad things to say about Terry Gross. Mm-hmm. But she hosts to Fresh Air about 60% of the time, and that's just not enough sort to say Sort of like the latter the Tonight Show years, where it's sort yeah. of Johnny Carson, but a, a little more Jay Leno. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Enjoying his vacation time. Yeah. yeah. Now, Jay exactly. Leno's hosting Fresh Air now, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. He is. Good, good, good. He is. And I think the monologue has really improved. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, David Bianculi came up, who fills in occasionally mm-hmm. uh, on the show. Is this going to be something where you're talking bad about David Bianculi, and then he's right behind you, and someone is <laughs> trying to gesture wildly he's that he's right standing behind, behind me, you. isn't he? <laughs> no, I, I think da- I think David Bianculi does an excellent job as well. I, I'm not in love with him like I am with Dave Davies. <laughs> okay, sure. uh, certainly, would I marry Dave Davies? Yes, oh, definitely. <laughs> but David Bianculi also does a great job um and this highly ranked public radio person whose name i cannot use mm-hmm. because of what i'm about to mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. said asked me have you ever partied with david Bianculi? he's a wild man use the exact Whoa! phrase wild man <laughs> well i wonder if it like if it is on like a sliding public radio <laughs> scale if it's just like oh yeah that guy will like that guy will have an espresso after dinner, <laughs> or if it is like, oh yeah, well he does cocaine and he'll just punch out a guy at a bar. Like I wonder, <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. What's the? I wonder if if Wild Man the means the same thing, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it, I don't know to what extent it could compare to the Rolling Stones, but I will tell you that. These I'm people... talking about a, a bunch of issues of Rolling Stones. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. The excitement and thrill you would have reading sure. 10 Rolling Stones in your bedroom. <laughs> Just like, this. oh, he's a wild man. He'll sit quietly on your coffee table. <laughs> Look at this. A like latter-day David Rolling Bowie Stone. album got five stars. <laughs> um, <laughs> a, also, all the other albums. A party, a, a party that I heard someone at the public radio conference uh, saying was a really awesome time. Unfortunately, I missed it. Yeah. Was the, in the hotel bar, there was a, an official public radio conference party for Beatles Sing Along. Uh, <laughs> can't even. Beatles Sing Along with public radio composer BJ Lederman. Wow. Whoa. Public radio <laughs> super uh, celebrity BJ Lederman. The after party was in Krista Tippett's room where they all made God's eyes. <laughs> You know, if you remember the Beatles sing-along, you weren't really at the Beatles sing-along. You know what I mean, man? There is, I think every year there is a party hosted by PRX. Mm-hmm. Um, in, uh, which has that, a, which has, does, it, does that have a reputation of being a little hipper and cooler? Yeah, well, I mean, PRX is, is the distributor of The Moth. It oh, is okay. the distributor right. of uh, our, the show that I produced with Mark Marin, the public radio version of WTF. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is a, a distributor of Sound Opinions, an excellent rock and roll music sure. program. Um, Any association with P90X? No, it is not, unfortunately, associated with P90X. But it does get you totally shredded, right? <laughs> like it, you get totally shredded. Yeah. Beefed. Absolutely. You get beefed, right? But they, have a, they do have a notorious invitation-only party every mm. year in a hotel suite that mm. always gets cut, shut down by hotel security. Really? I think I that I can see people this. getting crazy because people uh, people just get. I think it's just people getting just super super wasted. It's probably yeah. like the 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 Catholic school kid comparison, right? You spend your whole day like living by the book, and, and then, so then at you night you college. fuck Catholic yeah, school kids. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Well, what, some, what Sound Opinions has like an alcohol sponsor. They have like uh, yeah, they're sponsored yeah. by a brand. It is, brand. but it isn't. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they 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 so have they probably, they're sponsored you know, by a liquor brand. They get free liquor a, probably. Yeah, send up a case of makers and Greg Cott starts drinking and talk, shit talk, starts flying. Yeah, there's, there's some, <laughs> some some wild accusations about what the best guided by voices album <laughs> come out. I just listened to their album review of uh, Russ Never Sleeps. Yeah, which since my last name is Russ, mm-hmm. for the longest time I felt like why haven't I really? I tried giving it a listen in college. I think I was a little too young. Yeah. Guys, I'm totally into Russ Never Sleeps now. Wow. Yeah, I'm loving it. Produced, the last two weeks. They're co-produced by Devo, right? I think so. Or I know that they got the name from Mark Mothersbaugh because okay. they were like old ad guys in Ohio. And there was a slogan called Russ Never Sleeps, hmm. which I guess is something about... Like, Look out, Russ like, never true sleep. coat for your car. Or yeah, something. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. I guess, I guess uh, um, Neil Young is one of those things that I... Have had a hard time getting into retroactively just because just as a kid I feel like I heard impressions of Neil Young before I actually heard his music mm-hmm. and you're about to hear another oh. <laughs> go for it Neil <laughs> this is exactly what he sounds like so yeah I feel like I have a hard time separating real Neil Young which might actually be pretty good from like comedy jokey Neil Young because he is, his voice is kind of is extreme mm-hmm. yeah yeah so wait you the the spoof sort of Spoiled it. Well, yeah, Neil exactly. Young, I think the distinctive thing about Neil Young is how he straddles the line between beautiful and horrific nightmare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it's it's it is both the oral equivalent of a Saw movie and genuinely beautiful. I yeah. once was at a half saw half Milo notice <laughs> a Starbucks, and behind me. <laughs> You were at a Starbucks? <laughs> yeah, you know it's true. <laughs> I, I was at a Starbucks and behind me in line were like three dudes, like, I don't know, like polo shirts tucked into khakis. I don't know. And and um, I ordered, you know, and they went, what's your name? Neil. And the guys, I guess, were just like giggly behind me. And one of the guys went to the other, what, Neil Young? And then they, uh, and then they all like laughed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I guess he burned me. Oh, yeah. It's true. Dudes. You guys do have the same first name. Oh, fuck. The same fairly common first yeah. name. Well, you used to, I remember you got upset when you went to the E.T. ride where he's supposed to say your name at the end. Yeah, yeah. And then he did it and your attitude was like, the one human being who left Earth and went into <laughs> outer space has the name Neil E.T. Yeah. I think you can remember it. It was at the at the beginning of Glad this, I tore it down. At the, uh, <laughs> at, at, this is this is yeah. This is a ride at Universal Studios where um, that is gone now. Where mm. you, what you would do before you went in, you would write down your name, and then you yeah. did the ride. And at the end, ET would, in theory, say goodbye to you. You'd be like, goodbye, Eliza, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And then but it, I think I as. I remember it being a thing of like, let's see what we can get E.T. to say. Uh, like, let's see if we can get E.T. to say butthead. <laughs> and did he? God, what's the weirdest one I think I've ever... I think... I think... I, I think yeah, I think butthead I've heard. I had a friend, uh, Matt, had an older brother, Brad, mm-hmm. and then they went with their friend, Jeremiah. The three of them went when they were like boys, he was mm-hmm. telling me. And then at the end, they were all going by E.T., uh, Matt, Brad, and Jeremiah, and E.T. went... Goodbye, Matt. Goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, friend. 
Because <laughs> he couldn't say yeah. Jeremiah. So you just get Fred, I guess. Sure. If, uh... oh. But it seems like E.T. forgot your name and he's trying yeah. to be polite. Yeah. Hey, you. Sport. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second. <laughs> I'm Jordan Jesse. Go. The program is Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Neil Campbell. Paul Rust. You guys can come up with nicknames. Oh, you want you little nicknames? Take... <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, let's try it again. Okay, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Neil Campbell, hockey fan. Paul Rust, smocky fan. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you took his and flipped it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. That's For a raw. word that does not exist. Can I ask you guys? I a, just thought it was like a like a fun way to describe a smock, like a. Uh, that's, 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 that is what it was. Yeah. You're right. Like sort of like you get a note that says, "Bring one of your dad's old dress shirts. We're making smockies tomorrow in art sure. class." <laughs> um, here's my here's my question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a Twitter etiquette question. So last week on the program, I talked about how if anybody says anything that seems mean. To me on Twitter, if anybody at messages something rude to me, mm-hmm. um, I will generally just ban them uh, block, or block them. Right. Block them. Block. I will block them. Mm-hmm. You, like, no, you could get them kicked off of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you call Dr. Twitter. Um, I will send them into exile. <laughs> off to Siberia to the work camp. No, for I think that. that's a good... Are you questioning if that No, was, okay. So, yeah. so I'm comfortable. Right. I'm comfortable with that. There's mm-hmm. plenty of people who follow me on Twitter. And look, there, there are people who say something, you know constructive to me like oh i didn't i didn't like that or something like that but mm-hmm. anybody who says anything personal or anything that feels mean mm-hmm. just fuck them i don't need it yeah, right? there's a right. there's a difference between the person who writes an insult and doesn't use your at just kind of lets it <laughs> exist and if you want to yeah, find yeah, it you yeah. can but then the real jerks are the ones who put at with the insults so they know you're going to see it right yeah so this jerks. is so this is <laughs> so i did get someone on the forums declared that um, declared that they just realized they think it's ruder to ban someone than to send someone a message that says you shouldn't say something like that because it's secret because then they just stop getting the messages your Twitters or something You're lost. this person got banned by me for saying something I don't understand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we, I, we got into a gray area I pushed some buttons accidentally sure um, <laughs> it got into a gray area situations came up mm. I sounds think, like a real Sophie's choice I think everything's <laughs> fine or, I don't know what I don't know the story or of on Sophie's Twitter Sophie's <laughs> choice sure um, <laughs> Popular Twitter handle. Ah, Safifi. This is um, this is a situation that came up, and it's she sounds great. One degree removed from that, and it's something that um, something that I think dovetails nicely with what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. I was bored the other day, so. What do you do when you're bored? Well, you type your own name into the Twitter search box. Into that box. Well, I usually masturbate, but you've got a baby in the house, so you don't want to set a bad example. Yeah. Yeah, You don't want that baby to ever do that. I want want my baby, when he grows up and he's bored, to do something constructive with his time, like search for his own name on Twitter. You'd rather have him be self-loving... In his vanity about his own name, yeah. rather than right. self-loving that Physically he touches his own genitals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I, you know, 
I'm not. Jesse's house is only one big room too. So there's no private <laughs> place he can go yeah. to. Uh, the thing, the thing about typing your own name into and into the internet in any place mm-hmm. is that it's an irresistible thing to do. But it, it never, there's ne- it never goes well. Right. My, or you're going to uh, have to take some bad with the good. Right. At, and But the least. bad so outweighs the right. good. Like the, your emotional reaction to it yeah. is so disproportionate to the right. bad well, part. Well, you have to have this attitude where if the good stuff means a lot when you get mm-hmm. it, you're like, oh, my God, that's so nice. Then you have to make this deal that, like, then the bad stuff is just as important. Mm-hmm. And dead, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. so it's like you have and to what, just go, oh, none of it matters. Frankly, yeah. what ends up what ends up happening is that you, uh, it, it, because you don't want to be a vain asshole, you just poo poo the stuff that's positive. But then when something <laughs> negative comes, that like really yeah. hurts your feelings. The the, the my the. The time I've recently felt kind of shameful about this is that I Googled myself, and then to see how it stacked up, I binged myself. <laughs> <laughs> a Google had a bing. Yeah. Just to uh-huh. see. Um, the bing had a lot more stuff that wasn't me. It was about like a lot of high school football players who yeah. just share my name. So gotcha. uh-huh. Bing is the inferior search engine. Well, I think Google has learned your, your clicking patterns, oh, so yeah. it knows that you're interested in, in Jordan myself. Morris yeah. yeah, from the podcast. And then there's that And maybe black right? porn stars that happen to be named Jordan <laughs> Morris. <laughs> yes. But the autofill function, too, where you put your name in and then like... It puts in the other stuff that people are searching oh, yeah, for, sure, so sure. then it's almost, that's another double punch of like. Well, in our in our case, when when you type Jordan Jesse Go into it, uh, the second option after just plain Jordan Jesse Go is the low point of our entire podcast. <laughs> a feud we had with some. Uh, Web comics guys, so I try not even to look at that. Oh, really? That's but, more popular than. But here's the thing: so when I type Jordan Jesse Go in, I don't know if this if you ever type Jordan Jesse Go in because we no, have the hashtag not, JJ Go. That's not completely about me, okay. so I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah, dream really of searching half. for it. That yeah, does only kind of about me. That does actually bring up uh, if when you type Jordan Jesse Go into the Twitter. Uh, and you don't use quotation marks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you will get a lot of pornography-related tweets. Because apparently there is a porn star named Nautica Thorne, mm-hmm. and there are a number of porn stars named Jordan. Sure. I don't know if I'm related. I mean, we might be cousins or something. <laughs> Probably. Me and Nautica Thorne. But anyway, I typed Jesse Thorne in the other day. What kind of a name is... Yeah, is what porn name do you want a girl? I guess it, is, it too, like, is it too, like, maybe... Maybe suggest some sort of luxury, like she's oh, like she's a got rose. a boat. She's nautical, or maybe is it's that... sponsored by Nautica. Then, yeah, no, no I yeah, think why Nautica Thorn. I don't get it. What's the connection between Thorn and? I just I... made it. I just thought it sounded kind of like nautical. Uh... I'm like, oh, she probably owns a boat. That's how good at porn she is. Uh, I <laughs> she can I afford think a yacht. Nautica. I think Nautica is actually. I think it's about the clothing brand. I mean, I think it's meant to suggest. That she's the kind of high quality mid range mm-hmm. brand that you can find at Ross or Marshall's at a significant <laughs> discount. Sure. I just wouldn't like the idea of a porn star being like having thorns all over. That's not like sexy, yeah, right? Sure. Well, every rose does. Well, I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote a poem, right? You were telling me about that. Um, so I typed Jesse Thorne in, and there wasn't there wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot going on mm. Uh, mm. about Jesse Thorne, but there was one message from someone called D- Dr. Underscore Cop. <laughs> and it just said... <laughs> that's a, that's a funny name. Twitter name. Yeah. And it just said, I think I could beat Jesse Thorne in a fight. Whoa. <laughs> 
Now, do you know this is you? Is, is, is this like just you? Or maybe it's the porn star's dad. There aren't. <laughs> yeah. There, I mean, there are a couple of other Jesse Thorns. So I don't, I don't know that it's me. Mm-hmm. But the, there are there are very few other Jesse Thorns. I mean, there's a lot of Jessica Thorns. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'd be funny if a guy was really like old fashioned and like had to ask a porn star's dad before he masturbated <laughs> to her. Like had to go to his house. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. With flowers. I mighty like your daughter. <laughs> so I I don't know if you guys can see his avatar here. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh well, he could beat you in a Tough fight. Guy. Look at those guns. Yeah. yeah. He's, He's wearing a tank. He's wearing a pink muscle shirt. Yeah, that sort of cancels one cancels the other out, right? Yeah, I think so. That's like you wearing mean a camouflage out tattoo or a camouflage uh, tutu. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was I was trying to think like what do I do with this information that this person is and there's no punctuation on this tweet either. It just says I think I could beat Jesse Thorne. Oh in yeah, a does fight. this does this does this fall under your block rules? Yeah, it does, it, it because does? he didn't at message me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, like this is pretty serious. That's a you threat. know that's a that's a threat. So I just messaged him in all caps. Think again. <laughs> um, perfect, perfect. But do you think that I handled it appropriate? And then yeah, yeah. and then Doctor Cop he sent me another message. You're I'm, under cardiac arrest. <laughs> that's what a Doctor Cop would say, Jesse. Um, <laughs> Jesse. Jesse, 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 he would say you're under cardiac arrest. We may not have gotten his attention, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, write something about him on the internet so he finds it when he Googles himself. Um, I'm going to see if if I can find the follow-up tweet, because he did send me a follow-up tweet. See, that's the thing. Anytime that you you engage, Mm. I thought it would be, I thought that if I wrote that, he would be like, you know... This guy's too hilarious yeah. for me. You know what I mean? Right. But I think that maybe, I think that maybe he took it literally. I mean, that's the internet, right? right. Yeah. Just people are always going to take something too yeah. literally. Um, but he sent me this message, and you guys can cover for me for a second while I pull this thing sure. up. Well, you oh. want a quick aside thing? I I had a Google alert for my name, mm-hmm. and it had a there was a blog entry of someone who was like walking her dog, and. Uh, her dog, I guess, kept jumping out at people, and she said, "The first one jumped out. That was Neil Campbell. She'd like seen me from shows at like UCB theater. So she's she like, he doesn't know who I am, but I know who he is. And um, then she's like, then the dog jumped at, and I don't remember this at all. Right. She's like, then the dog jumped at some, you know, this big guy. And and so the post I think was kind of about like, I'm glad the dog's instinct is to protect me. Uh, but then it would, but." Uh, uh, I mean, but Neil just looks like a harmless hipster, <laughs> <laughs> which I do. I mean, I can't. <laughs> That's true. Is, is, I tell you, yeah, I, 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 maybe the dog doesn't like hipsters. <laughs> just like, but the other guy was big, so that's why mm-hmm. I'm glad it did. You're not. You, know? what, you don't look like you're in one of those hipster violence gangs. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> control, well, like, uh, control all of the meth in New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the message that Doctor Cop sent me back um, at Jesse Thorne. Did you just search your name plus, quote, beat in a fight, unquote? You don't have to prove anything. You're very successful. (laughs) What a strange Uh, message. Yeah. 
What is he complimenting me by saying that I'm successful? Yeah, I think so. I would also say maybe that's the root of I, all of this. Sure. <laughs> I think it's, you know, it's maybe it's meant to be a slam. It. It's you know, it's a little bit of a slam on you for searching your own name, I think. Right. Uh, but but he didn't but he also added beat in a fight. Yeah. So I there's also an element of me wondering here whether he's just confused as to how the internet works like he thinks right now you're gonna enter some digital domain where the two of you like joust (laughs) on a grid or just that i would have searched for two things instead of just one of the two right like either one of those is possible yeah yeah it seems like it's just the thing like i guess you get a message and you can either assume someone's reaching out in a friendly way or in a confrontational way yeah and this guy assumed confrontational man i bet obama like googles himself like everybody does it dude obama fucking that guy googles himself all the time every morning (laughs) when he wakes up that's that's why every day i twitter obama's a fag (laughs) (laughs) every day because i want to meet the president you know i just want to meet the president And suck his dick. <laughs> God, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. So cool. In the, I wanna, <laughs> Paul, I want to ask you something about the world of internet reacting to things. Uh-huh. Uh, you made this video for Funny or Die that I really, really loved. Um, uh, I wish I could think of the title, but it was a, a talk show. Oh, Guy the, Talk? Yeah. And Neil's in it, too. And oh, Neil's sure. got a man in the street interview yeah. in it. And He's got one line. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, in this video, the, the, I guess it's, it's, it's a hard thing to describe, but it's, it's a talk show, and the premise is that it's on Spike, but right. you guys are... And it's kind of this roundtable talk show where you're talking about guy issues, but in kind of this tone where it's like you're characters in a pg movie made from made in 1990 like four men yeah right it's like they're very sensitive and they're very you know like excited that their sisters are getting married and stuff like that <laughs> yeah oh it's one guess, of the things yeah. like one of the guys on the panel went on right. a date and you're like come on tell us did you kiss her and he gets really embarrassed <laughs> right, like right. that's the tone of the thing yeah and that is so hilarious i feel like i watched that 10 times oh, when i first saw it uh but I feel like in comparison to the other stuff that is sometimes on Funny or Die, which mm. is like, you know, sometimes it's super outrageous and sometimes it's like mean to celebrities. Mm. Like, what, what, was the, what was the Funny or Die reaction to that? It was Most people, or a lot of people thought, yeah, it was, haha, these gay guys are acting straight. Like, that's their first... <laughs> oh, they think that you were like closeted gay guys. Right, or that, like, that's, you know... It, I know what your point is, which is like most people when they we've talked Neil and I have talked mm. about this before. When they, people first see a video on the internet, for whatever reason, they're wired to think the thing you're trying to do is shit on that person or make fun of it yeah. or be mean. Uh-huh. So that's always like the first level you have to go through when somebody sees. Yeah, we your made video. that yeah. Toy Story three video that was just about what if like right. some guys are idiots and it's like <laughs> the guys at, what if the guys at Pixar are dumb it was just the joke of like what if at Pixar every time they're talking about the movie they need to say the word drawing so they're like so then the drawing of the cowboy and the drawing of the space <laughs> man, like to be super clear it, that's and then all the, the comments are like oh, way to make fun of Pixar guys yeah it's like yeah. Pixar more... makes way better stuff than you guys do it, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's like we, we're not criticizing we Pixar. Like you're better than Pixar yeah, yeah. but I, I guess that is sort of the normal but yeah with the guy talk thing people what about was... what about that part in the video where you said you thought that you could beat Buzz Lightyear in a fight though <laughs> that yeah. was actually well, no way Tim he's got Allen, a laser Tim Allen wasn't happy yeah <laughs> Drop by in full Buzz Lightyear regalia <laughs> and then said, War power. <laughs> and then he was the last man standing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but don't worry, in a month and a half, he'll be the Santa Claus. 
Jordan, last week we asked people to be critical of you on the internet because you've been disappointed that you're not uh, you're not as much of a lightning rod as you'd like to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I sometimes I sometimes people always be a lot of people you know people complain about like oh you know I do this and I just get shit on on the internet and I feel like the fact that I don't get shit on a lot is a sign that I'm not successful. Like uh, you're not connecting like, uh, with people. Yeah, like maybe I should be rattling more cages. Usually, but, uh, when people complain about Jordan Jesse Go, they say. Jordan seems nice enough, but that Jesse, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I feel like I would rather people well, have a... Say something controversial right now. Yeah. But did you get right. any... We, we asked last week, did you get? Did anyone step up to the plate and criticize you? Uh, yeah, but God, I wish I had my phone and I could bring it up. But yeah, no, you know, a lot of our listeners, <laughs> God love them, really stepped up to the plate and called me a faggot a lot. Aww. So thanks, guys. So nice. Thanks, you're the best. Did it, did, it, did it change your perspective at all? Did you appreciate what it's like to be... Yeah, I'm going to try and stop, you know, mincing around. And <laughs> they can see that, right? Lisping, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I, I, I just every couple of sentences just flick my limp wrist <laughs> for no reason, yep. just because I'm such a fancy boy. We'll be back in just a second. <laughs> it's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Neil Campbell, super dude. <laughs> Paul Rust, muscle face. You do have a very powerful face. I'm using P90X. <laughs> and, uh, just face for my ed- face. Face edition. <laughs> um, Jordan, before we go any yes. further, we are doing something big. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm not trying to insult the size of the things that you two have done, Neil and Paul. <laughs> but um, I'm sure it's very small in comparison. In your roles as sketch comedians, improvisers, artistic directors, writers of at the UCB <laughs> Theater and for film and television, mm-hmm. you've done a lot of big things. But I don't think you've ever done anything this big. Probably, Probably not. not. <laughs> not, on, not on the scale of... It's good that you guys are real about your accomplishments. Yeah, like, we, you we haven't both, gotten big heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Comedy Club mm-hmm. with Jordan and Jesse. Yes. Jordan and Jesse is us, mm-hmm. by the way. We, this is our first ever stand-up comedy program. What? Yeah. What, this was what happened. Our friend, Al Madrigal, regular mm-hmm. guest here on Jordan Jesse Go, brilliant stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. dropped us a line. He says, listen... There's two rooms at the Ice House, which is this legendary stand-up mm-hmm. comedy club in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Home of the legendary Rose Parade. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, the you know, houses. like, the Ice House has been, Ice House has been a comedy houses. club since, you know, like, 1970 or something like that. Literally a house for ice. Yeah, before That's where that, people picked up their blocks. Yeah, of people ice. would go, and there was this one, there was this one ice block cutter. <laughs> who was a cut-up in more ways than one. It was kind of like a goodwill, too, also. If you had extra ice, you could drop it off there, donate it there. Yeah, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> um, ice. And uh, so, so Al Madrigal called us yeah. and said... Look, the Ice House is the, it's the, only, the only major comedy club on the east side of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're, you're mostly talking about Hollywood and West when you're talking right. about comedy. Yes. And Al lives here on the east side of Los Angeles, and so do we. And so he's a regular there at the Ice House. And they have two rooms. They have like a big room where they have big, you know, comedy club type mm-hmm. shows sure. with... Your Glandos, your Mandas, your, your Sansifuls. 
all the big names. Come yeah, the big sure. Yes. <laughs> sure. Paddington's. Yeah. Parpars. Paddington Bear. One name, lots of consonants. <laughs> they show up. Um, and but they also have this other stage. And what from what I heard, they were booking not the best stuff there mm. and they knew it like Name they were names. like this kind of a <laughs> this is tell us how bad they were Sarkozy they were I mean the Nikolai Sarkozy did four weeks there yeah. <laughs> and it's like don't you have shit to do oh, in Europe and he really runs the light man he will yeah. not get off stage <laughs> yeah. Yeah. dictators are notorious stage sure. hogs um, so uh, I Al sort of Al sort of talked them into letting him be in charge of a bunch of the time on this stage, and so he he wanted to do, um, you know, Al does a, a great podcast called The Minivan Men, and he's good friends with our friend Mark Marin, who of course does WTF, and they were like, what if we made it, you know, podcast stand up comedy nights in Pasadena or whatever, and Ooh. part of that was he offered us our own show. Cool. So Rad. Friday night in Pasadena will be uh, the first, and hopefully the first of many, but we'll see how this first one goes. Uh, Jordan's- oh, I'm planning on sabotaging it. Because <laughs> I, uh, I have very busy Friday nights. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, i got to keep those open. I'm going yeah, to phone it in or not show up at all. But this is, we, we put out the call to f- favorite past Jordan Jesse Go guests. We have a super killer lineup. Mark Marin's going to be on it. Al Madrigal is going to be on it. We've got... Um, uh, the Chris Fairbanks, pr- probably people's favorite Jordan Jesse Go guest of all Chris, time. Chris funny. Fairbanks, mm-hmm. the brilliant Chris Fairbanks. Mm-hmm. DC DC Pearson, past mm-hmm. Jordan Jesse DC. Go guest and uh, member of Derek Comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Very me and Jordan, funny. me and Jordan are going to be hosting. So nice. If you're in Southern California, we are. And you don't, <laughs> and you don't come We're to this, this show specifically to you. <laughs> yeah, wait. The yeah. Oh, oh, the mics. What are, are you guys up to? Um, but yeah, mosey on down to Colorado Avenue, right? Get yeah. some shopping done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's the fondue place, you, I think. They got there. a J. The Crew. They got a Banana Republic. They got it's a great. Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, yeah. If you don't want to drive down to Orange County to go to the Cheesecake Factory, right? You're going to Pasadena, <laughs> right? And you're then while go, you're there, you're, you're going, going there Pasadena anyway. Anyway, sure. Got to get some of that cheesecake. That's their slogan. That's their, that's their slogan. <laughs> um, so it is Friday night, the fourteenth, mm-hmm. uh, which is the Friday that this of the week that this show will be released, and it is at eight p.m. Post show meetup at the Cheesecake Factory. Uh, uh, always, you can always. find you can <laughs> find the ticket link at maximumfun.org. Uh, buy your tickets in advance because it is a small. It is what they call an intimate venue. Mm-hmm. Um, but come out, and if you're in Southern California and you don't come out to this. You're I mean, bonded. I'm not going to say for sure that you're on my shit list, but you... <laughs> oh, my God. If you've heard this message and you don't come... And you're in Southern California. Yeah, Look, you're... If, you're in, if you're in the Bay Area, I think you should come down for the show. Sure. You're on his But I'm not going to put you on my shit that. list yeah. if you don't come down. Yeah, right. But the reality is that I, ever since, ever since people what about put... Pismo Beach? Should people from Pismo Beach come? Yeah, of course they should come from Pismo. All right. They're on your P list. What, what else are they going to do? Friday night surfing? <laughs> <laughs> come on. These, these dudes should check out our comedy show. Now, I'm, I'm going to ask a real question that some show. of your yeah. listeners might ask. Okay. Um, are, the, is the, is it the stand, are there routines recorded on the podcast? So when I listen to the podcast, I hear the people's sets, or it's like the banter between you and Look, the comics? Here's the thing. Wait and see. 
you people have to fucking go. This ah, is not going to come. Uh-huh. This is not some shit that's going to come out on our show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. later that you can wait to hear it and pay your 99 cents to Doug Benson or whatever. <laughs> this is a situation where if you want to enjoy this amazing night of comedy, you have to come out. And it's not going to be one of these typical Los Angeles, mm. everybody's doing five minutes because we have 10,000 people on the bill. Like, we want it to be a place this where... This is going to be a long, uncomfortable show. <laughs> Let people stretch their legs out. Yeah. That's what you're saying. No, we're, we're, we've, we've got uh, several headlining comedians, and they're going to do actual, real comedy sets, and it's going to be a fucking blast. Beautiful. And uh, if you don't want to end up on the shit list... Yeah. Then you know what to do. You know what to do. <laughs> Be careful now. Everybody's gonna sample that, put it on their hip hop tracks. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Well, that's how well I'll get my lawyer on that, my friend. <laughs> you know what to do. That's what you'll say to him. <laughs> exactly. So, yes, I know the catchphrase, Jesse. <laughs> I sampled it the other. I mean, <laughs> oh, I'm fired, aren't I? We'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Neil Campbell, all-around, all-American guy. <laughs> Paul Rust, all-around goofball. Wow! Oh, I crossed my eyes for the Yeah, for the people at home, Paul made an appropriate goofball face. <laughs> people in the car, he didn't. <laughs> hey, we don't, we want, don't want you to crash from laughing at this imaginary... I can imagine that! <laughs> um, 40 killed. Neil, Neil and Paul, Cross by the way... If, if anyone... Paul Rust wanted for murder. If anyone doesn't know Neil and Paul's work, you can find it on uh, funnierdie.com. You can see their sketches they do with mm-hmm. their sketch comedy group, A, a Kiss from Daddy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you can see the uh, great sketch comedy group that they direct the birthday boys yeah well we don't, we don't do really anymore, we, yeah we, we directed their first okay. show they, they're kind of self-sufficient now you can see uh you can see them uh you can see neil uh running things over there well, the, we have an improv show too thursdays at 11 last day of school at um, the ucb in la and look hmm. mm. i'm not here mm. i'm not here to puff up our guests no but if anything, we want Thank to cut you. them down. <laughs> because De-puff. we're self-conscious about their De-puff. success. <laughs> but I, I have to admit that as successful in show business as Jordan and I have been over the course of the past 10 sure. years, which is to say marginally so, <laughs> um, neither of on. us has ever been hired by Judd Apatow to write a movie, a Pee Wee Herman movie. With oh, Paul yeah. Right. Which, I mean... At the end of the day, I don't really think that there is a better show business credit than that. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think of something. Eva Mendez, clit liquor. <laughs> that would be really good. Just bringing pleasure to that beautiful woman and receiving nothing in return. <laughs> just the stories yeah. and the memories. Yep. Oh, and if I just while we're while we're talking about your guys' body of work, if I was to suggest uh, something from your guys' sketch group, uh, I would go onto the UCB Comedy website and look up Santa in a Bar. Oh yes, yes, Neil wrote that. Christmas it's hilarious. Is, Christmas is coming up. It is. Uh, uh, yep. This is a Christmas themed sketch, and uh, I I, uh, I think the less said about it, the better. Right. But you should really, really look. You'll at be it. tickled. It's so I would say funny. Fairly undiscovered as well. It's like, <laughs> not, not have that many views. Well, you yeah, can yeah. be on the ground floor. Not technically. 
exactly a popular video no, or no. successful. But it's the it's the marquee moon <laughs> of internet videos. Uh, yeah. The television? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely... No it's definitely <laughs> you completely lost me there. You completely lost me. You'll discover it me. later and like it. Bo- okay, this and is... then the strokes will rip off, rip it off later. <laughs> we'll rip off your internet video. I wish. This is what I want to ask both of you guys, both you and when I say both of you guys, it sounds like I would be talking to Neil and Paul, but I'm Certainly. not. Uh, I'm actually talking to Neil and Jordan. Uh-huh. Both just are fresh off of trips to America's Heartland. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, Neil. You went to Laramie, Wyoming for an Upright Citizens Brigade touring company improvisational performance. Yes. Um, You had already been to Laramie, Wyoming? I did a tour co-show there three years ago. Are you playing like the University of Wyoming? Yes. Yes. We were in a ballroom at the University of Wyoming. What? what, Now, I imagine this is a beautiful place, Laramie, Mm -hmm. Wyoming. Mm -hmm. Um, what, What kind of stuff happens like when... Like, is it okay... For we skinny, harmless hipsters to be walking around. <laughs> um, well, no one sticks their dogs on you. For we, uh, yes, no, <laughs> no. We, uh, <laughs> I mean, we had a run we in just up, recently, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, we pulled up. Like we literally, we flew into Denver, drove to Laramie. I hopped out of the van and went ran upstairs to like teach a workshop. As the other, as the rest of my crew went and checked into the hotel, and then. That got done, and basically we warmed up and did the show. So, so didn't you know? And, and all the students I met were great, and everyone was super nice. And then, as we afterwards, we were walking downtown, and someone drove past in a pickup truck and shot uh, a BB gun at us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, luckily, Mike Mitchell of the Birthday Boys was in the group, and um, his his body. Uh, protected us. Not, uh, <laughs> I'll build a Bradley. Yeah, he leapt out and jumped to try to save us. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, and he he got hit twice by these BVs, and we the rest of us did not. He was. I mean, he jumped out because he was wearing a BB proof vest, yeah. <laughs> which you could also describe as a standard. Well, I think vest. it was just. I think it was just a promotional vest from B Movie. <laughs> um, they gave those out. But now Mitch is like a staunch anti BB gun guy, right? He's trying to pass a bill. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mitch's yeah. law. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Everything so... that can go funny will go funny. <laughs> you told you, you mentioned you mentioned before we went on the air that someone yelled at your jacket. Yes, yeah, so then someone yelled at me like that. That looks French, like pointing at my jacket. <laughs> Like a drunk guy downtown in Laramie. French? So maybe he mispronounced it was, fringe because you usually wear a fringe jacket. <laughs> yeah, right? I had a lot of fringe. Yeah, it was just like Ryan Gosling's jacket from Drive, but instead of a scorpion on the back, it had a croissant. Yeah, right? <laughs> Is that the uh, jacket you were wearing. You know what I'm really yeah. looking forward to. Seeing a bunch of sub Gosling guys trying to pull off that look over Halloween. That's huh? gonna, God, I can't wait to hear about no how much man pussy they do get. That. No man oh, should walk into a room where you could compare and contrast. Yeah, between well, that was like when Ryan we were Gosling. in college. Or uh-huh. I, I remember the uh, Fight Club came out. Yeah. So many Tyler Durdens. A lot of guys. I guess how would you Tyler how would you Tyler Durden just like you, leather yeah, jacket? Yeah, basically wear that like eye. kind of like red like leather jacket. We were also in a the theater department at the University of Iowa, and we noticed that a a lot of guys sort of you could tell had their fingerprints all over the title Tyler Durden performance like you'd see a you know like you know when you were in junior high if a kid had to be funny he acted like Jim Carrey yeah sure. <laughs> it was like that but then the theater department was like if a guy wanted to seem cool on stage you would sort of have a 
Durden esque swagger. Yeah. 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 Can yeah. I can I say something important about Brad Pitt? Yes, sure. Um, Moneyball. <laughs> the Moneyball movie. Yeah. I unfortunately I, I have not had the opportunity to see the Moneyball film. I think w- w- the tiny baby situation has prevented mm. me from getting mm. out of the house as much as I'd like to. But it's weird you call Jonah Hill a tiny baby. But... <laughs> <laughs> You're afraid of Jonah Hill. So. The um uh someone tweeted. Okay, I have to say one more Twitter thing about, about Jonah Hill. I'm going to talk yeah. about Brad Pitt in a second, but. Someone tweeted me like an action alert from Huffington Post, some sort of bill in Congress. And they tweeted it, and you know, they said, I can't believe this is happening with a link. Uh-huh. And then they, at the end of it, they wrote, at Jesse Thorne, at Jonah Hill. <laughs> they thought. Oh. I've gotten stuff like that too. It, it seems just like spam bombs. Oh, no, it was a real person. Was it a real I person? checked you know, her. It, it might even be Twitter this. Feed. I, I got that recently. Uh, I got the oh so funny okay so it was this uh, it was this I think it's this, probably the same person I was doing a, a, she kind of sent something funny about how I should be the next um, if they did another live action version of the Tick I could be Arthur his sidekick I thought that was really nice I feel like I I, I enjoy that <laughs> sure. franchise sure anyways uh-huh. and we did a little Twitter bantering about that but then uh, I got that same message about like can you believe this bill in Congress and it was at me and at punk rock accordionist Jason Webley <laughs> oh boy uh, and then I felt kind of Betrayed. I'm like, well, I thought we were bantering, and now you're just using me to forward your political agendas. Like, I thought we had a thing so going. I so said, I was a little mad. I uh-huh. sent her back a message because she, she seemed like such a she had such a winning attitude. Uh-huh. I felt like I didn't want to leave her hanging, so yeah. I sent her back a message that said, uh, "Thanks for letting me know. Me and movie star Joni, Jonah Hill are on it. And we'll get this sorted out in no time." <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know why she thought the two of you. Okay. So back to Brad Pitt. Right. Yes. I. I think we just need to come to terms with the fact that Brad Pitt, and I, this isn't something against Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Sounds I like it's about to be, though. <laughs> Here we go. You know, I heard Brad Pitt on Fresh Air the other day. He seemed like a real decent fellow. I'm glad he's committed to Well, it was adopting... a Dave Davies interview, so of course he was going to soar. <laughs> good yeah, point. Right. Uh, you know, he, he had adopted a lot of children and everything. But I think we need to... Just accept that what's special about Brad Pitt is that he's the most beautiful person of all time Mm -hmm. to do a lot of funny voices. (laughs) Bye bye me. You know what? I I might I might I might have agreed with you should see Moneyball. Really? He's a real person in it. He has a funny voice in it though. Oh really? I didn't know his voice being that affected. Maybe he does he does a goofy Well you're being you're talking to Paul Rust, his co-star from *Inglorious Bastards*. Oh sure. So, yeah. yes. Was did the voice when they when they yelled action? That the voice. You were get there funny? when he delivered that killing Nazis right speech. Well, for the first three weeks, he was just doing like a Grover voice. <laughs> so he was definitely trying some new. So things. it's all post. For, I think. for a while, yeah. he was just talking like this. Yeah. <laughs> we we were all in hysterics and then stitches through the season. So that's why I had to change it. Hey, we soldiers! Like, What's up? <laughs> he did a variety funny, right? of what might loosely be described as ninny voices <laughs> <laughs> before he settled on the southern voice. Yeah. But actually, maybe now that you say that, oh, he's doing a weird voice. Maybe I don't know what Brad Pitt's voice sounds like. His natural speaking voice. Yeah, yeah. It is Grover. Oh, okay, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, on Fred. Fresh air, on fresh air, he sounded like he was very trying very, very hard to be unaffected in his speech. Mm. 
like he was he was kind of talking Speaking. like this the whole time. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I had, and I have similar, you know, you kind of think similar things about Johnny Depp. It's like, oh, maybe he doesn't know what actual people are like, but he can sure put on a hat and act, you know, right. crazy and it's so compelling, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, but actually I, after seeing Moneyball, I'm like, oh, maybe Brad Pitt can play actual people. Because anyway. people will tell you like about yeah, how... Yeah, me too. I thought it was his best performance. Sure. People will so. tell you about how amazing he was in your 12 Monkeys or something. <laughs> And it's and it's not that he was bad in Twelve Monkeys. I I don't mean to the part called for him to act crazy to yeah, and talk yeah. in a funny voice, yeah. and he did. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that I wouldn't say that. Sure, you've starred in a major motion picture, mm-hmm. um, uh, Paul, but we're not necessarily accomplished actors sitting here behind these microphones. We've we're had some success. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, yeah. um, We've I left mean, accomplished behind. Only, mm-hmm. that's only an, one that's of an us. insult at this point. Only one of us has been chosen to star in a film by Chris Columbus. So I'm going to take you out. Macaulay Culkin's right over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he, he did his signature scream when he noticed that we noticed him. <laughs> but I kind of feel like I was hiding. committing to doing a funny voice and like scratching yourself in a like having some kind of funny physicality is just something that anyone who went to acting school could do. <laughs> Whoa, right? it down, like that's Jesse. something and look i'm not saying that anyone is as charismatic or attractive mm-hmm. as brad pitt is mm-hmm. uh because they're not right. he's one of the most charismatic attractive people ever i think that's as much as you can ask for really that's what somebody... a movie star is yeah. <laughs> and also the way you described him you know he's a handsome guy who does funny voices, like, you described the people that when I was, like, six, like, friends' older brothers that I thought were really cool. <laughs> yeah, They're, like, yeah. good-looking guys who made you laugh. Sure. And they just wanted stuff. to be around them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, I sometimes just... he's only the funny voice. Mastermind? <laughs> right, right. I think he's funniest at uh, True Romance, Megamind. Right? Megamind, you know, Megamind. Lloyd? Well, yeah, what did you say, I'm Neil? Sorry, I meant his. Well, just his brain. What about, right, Neil, his... what about when, the other day uh, when you and me were over at his house playing Mastermind? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Well, here's and what... he was doing a real funny voice. He did that funny voice. He said, close your eyes, just hear this. Yeah. Well, here's what, here's, the, here's what I think a good analog is, is that okay. um, uh, I heard – I was talking to someone who um, who was in, like, the uh, costume design world, and they were talking about how when the Oscars come around, um, you know, big period pieces always win that costume award, the whatever, you know – Tampon the movie. Tampon the movie. Tampon packs the motion picture. Right. Right. Um, you know – Period pieces. pieces. Oh, I love it. I almost don't want to continue the story. I always just want to just want to laugh. Just laugh. <laughs> Think about enjoy things. myself. Um, I'm sorry. So sure, yes. People, uh, so those period, period pieces always yeah. win the Academy Award. But uh, their observation was, isn't the person, uh, you know, and... Okay, so so I think the year that the kids are all right was nominated for mm-hmm. that, and you know some some uh, some corset movie won. Um, but their argument was that. Um, isn't the uh, isn't the the costume designer who made sure that Julianne Moore was wearing a particular Elvis Costello shirt? Isn't that as talented a costume designer as the person who, mm-hmm. you know, inferred what the wigs might look like in you know, 
Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So but I, I think it's that the showiness. Yeah. Right. Kinda... Right. So I think that you know when people talk about like oh great performances those kind of crazy Daniel Day Lewis things really stick out but those you know small regular person performance just go kind of unnoticed. Yeah. Those things are always interesting because you hear about like editors or composers say like if you notice my art then it's not doing its job. Right. right? It's like yeah. Supposed sure, to be invisible sure. and you know if you notice a good editing move or something like that. But uh, I just so like to see to the, at the end of the. Day, day I, I just don't want someone to tell me about Clooney being not as good as Brad Pitt because he doesn't do voices because <laughs> I love Clooney does someone say that to you is that an <laughs> argument you've had he yeah. doesn't do voices man <laughs> watch Michael Clayton he doesn't do one not, voice it's exactly how he talks here's the thing like it's just I am so skeptical of the but he plays the same guy in every movie Argument. People say that about Dog. People say that about every person oh, that I, I think hate is it great. When people say that because it's like that's what yeah, a movie is. That's what, yeah, yeah that's what a movie star is. <laughs> that hack like Charlie Chaplin still played that lovable <laughs> tramp every time. Yeah, Come on, man. Right, right. right. Play yeah. a rapist. You Play like a fucking thing. murderer. It's yeah. not like you're casting from a pool. It's not like it's sketch comedy where it's like. There's a troop, and you need to use people right. in th- ways that they would never be. Ca- it's no, like, you cast the best person yeah, if for the need, job. If you need to go cast like a big hulking bruiser guy, then you need like another like whatever, like a little wimpy another, guy. You're um, not gonna go like, yeah. go like great. Let's get one actor with great rage as opposed to a guy who just when you see him, like, oh, we should probably just way. get Jason Statham. But people, yeah. people, Henry it, people consistently, people consistently put it down. You will always, you will always hear, you know, oh yeah, another. Brave, independent, loyal dog, Rin Tin Tin. <laughs> what are you, you going to play a rapist? <laughs> I tried for white dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Neil Campbell, Falconer. Paul Rust, Calconer. What? You'll notice a trend. I take Neil's day word and I change it by a letter. Sometimes. <laughs> um, and number one. Neither times. It's funny. I, I would like to thank Fueli.com for sponsoring sure. Jordan, Jesse Go. Mm-hmm. F-U-E-L-L-Y.com. It's a Fun website for hot games, as long as what you consider a hot game would be tracking the fuel efficiency of your car. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that's a red hot game. Yeah. I'd gonna, say it's the worms, it's gonna, worms for a new generation. It's, take, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a matter of time before it usurps Angry Birds as the Fuel number one game. Com. Oh, I am obsessed with that game. <laughs> <laughs> what is really, that monster love Angry Birds? <laughs> there is really nothing in the world that's worse than someone telling you about ang- Angry Birds, yeah. right? I mean, I don't play it. I guess I played it once. And I'm not trying to be the snob who's like, no, it's not likes that they it. shouldn't play it yeah. it's just why do you have to tell talk to me about it yeah well you know i think what it what it is 
Sorry, this is absolutely off topic. This is not uh, in line with our sponsor, Fuly.com, who are fantastic. I think it's 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 kind of taken the place of like the Wii when someone wants to like prove that they're techie or they like video games when they're not really. They're uh like, oh, I'm totally a nerd. I'm totally into nerd stuff. I love Angry Birds. Uh, It's like, well, well, I can understand. I mean, they fear the wrath that uh, Jordan, you and I received uh, when we posted that video game parody video on the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, I received a a number of messages about how I'm not a real video game guy, so why am I allowed to make fun of video games? And I know that you received a number of comments that the elaborate joke explanation for moves in Street Fighter 2 that you said was act (laughs) 4. you this. You don't know the difference between Street Fighter 2 and 4. <laughs> Buy some more bow ties. <laughs> Sorry. Um, we also have, uh, we've also got a message up on the Jumbotron this week. Uh, just so you guys know, if people go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron, mm-hmm. we will share their message just like up on the big screen at the ball game, uh, whether it's a marriage proposal, which we have done. Whoa. Or... And it went great. They're very mm-hmm. happy. It happened. Um, no one has... Even talked about divorce. We have we have a commercial. We've got a commercial sponsor this week. It's Organs of State and their latest work, Fighter, uh, which they describe. This is a live stage show uh, at the Legendary Shell Theater near uh, Times Square in New York City. Hmm. Um, it, it, they, this is how they describe it. It is a multidisciplinary fight experience featuring an array of mixed martial arts styles acrobatic swordplay and live VJing all set to a rockin' soundtrack. Wait, what? That sounds great. Yeah. I know. That sounds like the greatest the- theatrical experience there, sure. of all time. Do you ever see do you ever see an ad in like a billboard in Chinese for a Chinese wushu spectacular sure. and think like I wonder Probably if... Probably a pretty good Wushu Spectacular. That looks like... I mean, if you got to figure the Chinese know their Wushu Spectaculars if mm-hmm. anybody is going to, right? Mm-hmm. Here's You're not going to go though. to a Russian-language Wushu Spectacular. No. Mm-hmm. I bet it's like five hours. I know. That's the thing that I worry I about. I worked and for it's... that uh, Vietnamese variety show for a while, and <laughs> yeah, every episode did. was four hours long. Yeah. yeah. If people think that it's a joke, no, Jordan did actually work for a Vietnamese television Whoa, variety a show for a little a while. Vietnamese in America, like, or did you go to No, Vietnam? I was in America. Yeah, it was like in Downey. Um, <laughs> I'd like to imagine your experience. Oh, like oh you know what? I, I just want to... Yeah, right. I know. You I was in the shit. in Paris Island, and then you went out, and then... Um. Oh, I, I should. I think. I just think you guys will enjoy this story. I feel like I've told this before, but in the in the, the the Vietnamese variety show, it was all the everyone behind the scenes was Caucasian. So there's kind of this like, oh, we don't really understand what's going on in the show, but mm. you know, they <laughs> ran the lights and hired the PAs. They stuff. had some like, but they had some Vietnamese people who were in charge of booking the Vietnamese acts on the variety show, right? Sure. It wasn't just it, it wasn't just some guy that used to be Brian Grazer's assistant. Uh, just being like, I don't know, get me, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it was mostly it was mostly singing. It was mostly like pop singing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there would be like other kinds of segments in between. There would be like there would be like skits and like poems and stuff like that, and some martial arts demonstrations. But um, the just the the lady who hired me, the production manager, came up to me. I was the PA on this. She came up to me. She's like. <sighs> Jordan, um, we're going to need you to go to Kmart and get a slipcover for the sofa. We just found out in the comedy segment they're going to be throwing raisins. <laughs> <laughs> Those messy, messy raisins. I know. 
Anyway, raisins everywhere. If <laughs> if you want if you want tickets for Fighter the multidisciplinary fight experience, the slogan for which, by the way, is "Come for the abs, stay for the journey." There will be raisins. <laughs> Go to tickets.organsofstate.org. Tickets.organsofstate.org. It opens October 13th and runs through the 23rd at the legendary Shell Theater in New York City. Um, Organs of State. Dot org. Um, if you want to get up on the Jumbotron, just go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. And if you want to sponsor Jordan Jesse Go, email Teresa at MaximumFun.org. Paul. <laughs> Paul, is, Paul is... Paul is... Neil and Paul were making mocking man. faces. No, no, no. Oh. We, it wasn't mocking no. about the thing. We just started sticking our tongues out at each other. <laughs> oh. We had you the guys, thing that happens in classrooms where the teacher's like, guys make wanna, fun of me. We're like, we're not. Do you guys want to go talk to the vice principal? <laughs> no. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse. Go. La, la, la. What's the program? Jordan, Jesse, go. I's the host, Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Me, Jordan Morris, boy detective. Neil Campbell, America's favorite author. Paul Rust, America's favorite Arthur. Mm. <laughs> so more than Russell Brand. Or You're Dudley Moore. Moore. I mean, it's a modest standard. You I have to admit. Dudley Given the Dudley, but Dudley Moore is dead, I think. Mm. So just... Dudley Moore. How do you like him? How do you like him? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, so, uh, when something momentous happens in the lives of our audience, we ask this, like hearing one of the greatest song parodies of, of all time. <laughs> we ask that they give us a call at 206-984-4FUN for a segment called Momentous Occasions. Um, let's go to the tape. Hi, this is Zach D. from Santa Cruz. I was driving to class today, and the car in front of me had a vanity license plate that read one dick, the number one and the word dick. Thank you. Well, if, you, if you've only got one dick, you're going to want to commemorate yeah. that. Sure. I'm surprised they, they I came out that. all right. <laughs> uh, that's tough, isn't it, to get a vanity license plate then? It's kind of yeah. it's kind of like people that's a little dirty. Yeah, there was one in Virginia where I grew up that I think it was this was Virginia where there was something where a guy got uh like hmm, I wish I could remember what this was. It, but it was something about you could get a a special kind of license plate that's like end hunger yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then and then it's like then he his 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 the license plate frames it in hunger and the license plate said eat pussy. <laughs> it's something like that. Except uh, it was it was like on its own you would be like, oh that's fine. But then when it was paired with Oh right with end hunger. Sure. Yeah. It was something about like you or like we can eat children or something sure. like that. And then I forget uh, what, yeah. what it was, but they eventually made him take I got it. a butthead license plate from E. T. <laughs> and E. T make the uh, butthead <laughs> license plate. <laughs> uh, Go back to the song parodies. <laughs> E.T. Moore. That's his full name. That's his full name. <laughs> plug our song parody show. Uh, yeah. Oh, right. Neil and I, can we plug a show two months yeah. in advance? Yeah. We're, what is it? December? Uh, I want to say 16th if that's a Friday. We do a show called We Wish You a Silly Spoof Miss. <laughs> and it's all Christmas spoof songs. They're the time, really yeah. good. Very good. <laughs> An you, E.T. spoof is actually There is one. an E.T. spoof. Oh, Instead of Little Town of Bethlehem, it's Little Town of E.T. Ham. <laughs> <laughs> a beloved Christmas spoof. Is it about eating ham? 
It's about like, uh, E.T. Christmas buys ham? a town that only makes ham or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically we give a He's real long, convoluted setup about how there's this town and E.T. bought it. And then we finally start singing the song and people go, oh, that's why they uh, explained this for five minutes. <laughs> Jordan, Jesse, guest. I'm calling in with a momentous occasion. I'm opening my shop in a mall food court at 10 in the morning and I saw a woman walking through the food court of the closed mall uh, look uh, in all directions to uh, try to make sure that no one could see her doing this and then chug an entire bottle of Tabasco sauce, like, in a sneaky way. <laughs> um, I don't understand it. She didn't even look like it affected her. Whoa. Wow. She's hooked on the junk. She's half cactus. Yeah. Yeah, right? That's how that works, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know what you're getting you saying. That sounds, it sounds crazy, but then realize he said half, not full. So yeah, then well, you start to understand why it makes sense. I don't know why she would do that. Wow. I don't either. I heard a story. I'm, I won't name names because I don't remember who it was. But <laughs> I'll name them. Somebody, somebody was telling David me Biancooli, they knew somebody right? who, who was it. David Biancooli or Ken Tucker? <laughs> it was Ken Tucker from Critic at, at Large at, at Entertainment, Entertainment Weekly. Weekly. <laughs> it was actually Jim Mullen in his famous hot sheet. <laughs> so Jim Mullen, rock I guess. historian Ed yeah. Ward. No, somebody told me that they knew somebody who went to um, a wedding cake store. Every day, and bought a wedding cake, and would eat it full. Ugh. And then, how we- many tears is the cake? <laughs> well, one tear probably when they ate it, and then many tears after they were <laughs> they done realized eating it. Yeah, the thing. what they did. I'm a I'm a fan of uh, of our friend Tom Sharpling's radio program, the best show on WFMU, and he once told I, Tom doesn't really open up very much on mm. that show. He's very guarded. He sort of presents a lot mm. of. False facades. That's almost the premise of the show is mm-hmm. sort of what's the real Tom. But once the, there was some talk about September 11th, and he said that after September 11th happened, uh, he went to Trader Joe's. This is on September 11th, after, mm-hmm. after the disaster. Mm-hmm. He went to Trader Joe's, went in, bought a pumpkin pie, brought it out to his car, and ate it with his hands. Whoa. Because <laughs> he was so upset. Man. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, uh, pumpkin so, pie automatically makes me think of like Thanksgiving, and that's uh-huh. such like a, I guess a communal time. Maybe he just needed to go to like Thanksgiving in his brain. He sure. he ate the whole thing with well, his you know, hands in his yesterday, car. Well, you know, yesterday I um. Oh, I see. My dog Sissy uh, came back from a walk. I'm a big fan of Tom Sharpling. <laughs> <laughs> we got back from Laramie yesterday. Nine Eleven was an inside job. All right, <laughs> calm down. We've heard Calm-down. it. Calm-down. We'll we watch got, it on Netflix. We got back from Laramie yesterday. You know, we were where we were shot at with a BB gun. Right, right. And uh, and my speaking coat of was, domestic my, terrorism, my coat, so you ate a whole Carvel ice cream. My cake. coat was called French. And then I went yeah. and we got back, and I just went straight to Yogurtland, and I had pumpkin pie flavored frozen yogurt. You did, yes. Wow. <laughs> so, so, yeah, was, so you needed you, yeah. you the needed same that. story on a smaller scale. There's yes. some sort well, of or the same scale connection between psychic <laughs> trauma and pumpkin pie. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Go. Um, I have a momentous occasion. Uh, I'm driving home from work, and uh, I see that the, an opening has uh, opened up in the left-hand lane, um, and so I signal, and I get into the left-hand lane in front of a woman uh, driving a white BMW. 
who apparently was really looking forward to closing that gap with the car in front of her and didn't see me signaling and moving over. So she proceeds to start flipping me off and honking and tailgating me. So uh, naturally, I slow down. Um, and uh, she then gets really mad and pulls over into the, uh, you know, she's a single car driver. So she pulls over into the diamond lane, oh, be into the, the carpool lane, pulls up next to me and spits towards her passenger seat, window closed on the passenger side, spits into her car at me. <laughs> uh, this was fantastic, and uh, it really made me laugh a lot, and that made her flip me off even further. She pulled in front of me, kept flipping me off, pulled next to me, kept flipping me off, and attempted to spit to her right side, her left side now. Mm. Um, in any case, that, it was fantastic. Okay, bye. I bet that's the woman. She spit a bunch, mouth got dried out, went and drank some Tabasco sauce. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I like that that story right. was sort of a combination of the first two, right? Mm-hmm. It was like car from the first story, sure. crazy lady from the second story, put them together, synthesis. Another classic half cactus. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I wasn't the person who had somebody get angry at me. I once, not driving, I think I, I told you, me and... Uh, it was after a show. I think we told you about this. Me and Harris uh, Whittles, after a show, we were like driving away from the UCB theater. And we were at a, a, like a stop, a red light or a stop sign. And it was like 1 a.m., so people were kind of coming out of bars and being a little unruly. And then, like a group of four guys, when they passed Harris's car, they went behind it and then they like slapped the back of the trunk and like just sort of fucked with it. <laughs> And I think me and Harris were also maybe just in sort of like places where we didn't want to be fucked with in that moment. Sure. So it's like, fuck those guys. How dare they do, you know? And then we like started, and it was like, mm. we gotta That's get back my at them. property. We gotta get back yeah. at them. Let's get back at them. Okay, okay, okay. So we like drove sure. down and went past them first, and we were gonna say something, and then we chickened out. <laughs> and then it was like, were they, you know, w- did you, what kind of guys were these? They were younger than us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's very cool that yeah. we're. But then we were like, oh, there was a cup of water. They were and tweens. We were, yeah. They were on <laughs> they were razor scooters. <laughs> and, uh, but we had a cup of water and we're like, oh, we'll chuck the water out of them at the window and get them all wet, right? Yeah. And we're imagining, of course, like a cauldron of water being dumped on them. But then we were on the other side of the road and we rolled down the window and these guys saw like the most pathetic thing in the world. They saw like us throw a cup that just kind of fell to the side and like fell in the middle of the road. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I got a tweet uh, of a momentous occasion. Somebody who for some reason couldn't call in. Um, And even if you can't call in, please email it into the line jjgo at maximumfun.org. But this was from at Beard of Prey. Um, And he sent me a picture of this actually happening. Um, He he was in a cemetery. Mm Mm-hmm. In a cemetery. <laughs> and, going. and he saw a man pushing a wheelchair. And in the wheelchair was a sex doll that was holding a stuffed giraffe. Uh, I, I saw somebody who just saw somebody out with their... Um, what is it? Uh, real life. The real life lady? What are those? Sure, real, real girl? doll? Real girl, yeah. Real doll. Really? I guess yeah. that's a thing, huh? He was just out Maybe that's just another Ryan Gosling Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go.
It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Neil Campbell, Grim Reaper. Paul Rust, best friend to all animals. (laughs) 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 That's a dog questioning my claim. (laughs) Cocked his head. You were quite cold to me at that cocktail party, (laughs) says the dog. Um, well, Neil, Paul, it has been a delight to have you on the program as ever. Thank fun. you. Thanks for having us. Love yeah. doing it. Um, it was maximum fun. I, <laughs> I hope that I hope that folks in the in the Southern California area will take the opportunity to come see you guys performing at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. I hope people will uh, uh, take the opportunity to do whatever needs to happen to make sure that this Pee Wee movie happens. Oh yeah, I can give you. I can. We we got some notes. Yeah. Uh, from Universal. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I'm meeting with Paul in a couple hours, and we're going to start working on another draft. But it sounds good. It's looking like it might get made. See, because Paul, mm-hmm. I, I don't mean I don't mean to be flipping about this, but I don't think that I had ever met anyone who cared about Pee Wee Herman as much as I did until I met you. Right. Um, so you're happy that I'm. I'm just really. It's just really. I, it means a lot to me mm-hmm. that you're there. To, to help protect this something that's very important to me. Well, that's nice. I mean, I am. We're changing the character entirely. I mean, okay. he wear a gray suit. It's like oh, a, really since it's yeah. universal, they want to like incorporate some stuff from the Fast and Furious franchise, yeah, the Despicable Me franchise. Sure, who's, they're who's, other successful. The Blue Star franchise. Paul, Paul Rubens is starring though, right? No, no. They uh, it's Vin Diesel. Really? Yeah, yeah. They've got Vin Diesel in yeah. there. Yeah. And when, he said, when he said he's, he's meeting with Paul in a few hours, he meant Paul Walker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> to ask him for Vin Diesel's <laughs> number. So, wait, oh, so hold on. I think we've talked a little bit. I think we've talked a little bit about that kind of, that kind of, you know, annoyance when something gets remade, like people getting really like amped up about like, oh, they're fucking up my childhood. Mm-hmm. Like, do you feel like you have, now have sympathy for like people who like complain about Transformers movies? No, because uh, Pee Wee is <laughs> good and Transformers is bad. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, I really like. Um, I, I really feel I, I've my objection to those people mm-hmm. is when they're talking about something that's not anything. Like Transformers is horrible, and I understand that you <laughs> liked it because you were a child. I also liked Transformers because I was sure. a child, but it's genuinely awful. Whereas. Pee-wee's Playhouse and Pee-wee's Big Adventure and to a lesser extent, frankly, Pee-wee's uh, Big Top right, Pee-wee right, right, right. are all actually I like that when great. he told that pig that he was winning the race because he had four legs. <laughs> That's all I remember from that. Um, they're, all, they're all legitimately amazing things that if I watch Pee-wee's, Pee-wee's Big Adventure now, I watched it maybe a year ago, mm-hmm. I am every bit as awed and inspired as I was... You know what I mean? Like, right. Whereas you're saying, is, if you went back to a Transformers cartoon, you might. I actually, it. I, I, I saw, I saw Heathcliff on Netflix Instant, and I just, I, I was like, I wonder what Heathcliff is like because I remember loving watching Heathcliff. Mm-hmm. I liked it even better than Garfield in the right. Battle of the Cartoon Cats. The orange cat. <laughs> oh, man. Similar cartoon cat. Not me. And oh wow, I some strong feelings about Heathcliff. I turned on Heathcliff and. Even having seen, you know, G.I. Joe or Transformers cartoons as an adult and just knowing about how shoddy they are, the shoddiness of Heathcliff, frankly, 
stunned me. Mm. Like I, it did not even look as good as Scooby Doo. Like, like no really... cat would eat a whole fish bone out of a garbage can. <laughs> no, but I mean, it really looked like something. The physics was so off. It really just looked like something that one guy made. <laughs> like they just gave one guy ten thousand dollars and asked him to make thirty cartoons. <laughs> you don't think there's any way somebody could look up online the Cool Cat Rocky? I mean, if you want to find I shitty cat cartoons, somewhere our friend Mickey worked on this cartoon called Cool Cat Rocky, where in the theme song they say, he even has shades, and he's not wearing shades. That's how terrible it is. There's, yeah. a, um, there's a local commercial in San Diego. Um, there's this guy who's like the famous local commercial guy. He's called The Lawyer in Blue Jeans. Oh, and uh, it is, it is the commercial I saw, they don't show him from the waist down. Ah. Purely theoretical that he's the lawyer but, in blue jeans. But Paul, just just to pump you for a little information. So you've you have a draft uh-huh. written and you've you're getting some notes on it and it looks like it may act because I just figured that maybe, you know, there was a there was a frenzy around Pee Wee when he had a successful stage show. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul Rubens and I I like many people went to see it. I thought it was a, a real blast. Um, and he has been trying to make uh, new Pee-wee movies. He's right. been focused on features. Yes. Uh, no pun intended. He was working with focus features. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been focused on making a movie and not... Because t- he, I think, has had the opportunity to make a, a different Pee-wee TV show, but he has wanted What's to make a movie yeah. for... 10 years right and he would go on talk show occasionally or something like that and be like you know i've written a script and mm-hmm. everybody would be like oh there's going to be a peewee movie but then it's you know there's a lot there's a lot of steps in yeah. between paul rubens writing a script and someone giving him 25 million dollars right. to make a movie mm-hmm. but in this case it was judd apatow had hired and, mm-hmm. and my friend paul was involved mm-hmm. And so it was very exciting, but it's, you know, you guys have been working on it for some time now. Yeah. Um, so it, do you feel like there is an actual chance that this will be more than just, uh, you know, some money in you guys' pocket? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say anything. And then, well, no. You know, a few I mean, months you later. Don't, you don't know. It's show business. Yeah. Wavos all over my face. <laughs> you certainly don't want a wave situation. But, uh, no, 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 no. It's been good. Like, I, I, it's, we've been working on the last, like, year. And so the way the process sort of works is that we kind of um, work on it through Judd's company, and he gives us notes. So we did, like, sort of, like, three drafts just sort of with Judd and within his company, and then we take it over to Universal. And that's what just happened a couple months ago. Now, they've come back to us with some notes. They're pretty easy notes, fairly doable. Spelling errors, mostly. (laughs) But now, Paul, you were telling me the other night you went over there for a meeting, and you were attacked by Chucky, by (laughs) Scream, uh, the Scream Monster guy. Those people over at Universal really have to get their eyes By Freddy, by Jason, by The Thing. Their tram was taken over. My my primary concern (laughs) is this giant shark I've been hearing (laughs) works there. They can't get it together. And every time I go on it, there's an earthquake. Uh Oh, yeah. Uh, But no, no, no. So we're... uh... You were just visiting visiting a set. (laughs) But no, and then Paul and I were meeting with uh, Judd this week, and we're going to go over the notes and then sort of started up i mean i think we're hoping maybe we'd start shooting in next spring so wow. if, if it works out then that's when we'd start shooting is so. he a madman who i know judd um, apatow's Hamm. not really a madman mad i've man. met <laughs> judd apatow i always just sort of assumed that paul rubens was a madman no 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 he's a sweet man 
Oh, well, a sweet madman. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't. I don't think uh, uh, not a t- not a tyrannical or you don't mean like a maniac. cruel. No, no. Yeah, no. He's fun. <laughs> okay. He's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whip. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm I'm ve- I'm very happy to hear it. And Neil, I hope are, it lives up to your expectations. Um, are you working on uh, Are you working on a sequel to the Adventures of Baron Munchausen or the Princess Bride? <laughs> uh, I mean, on my fan fiction site, I have all of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're all there. Um, well, Neil, Paul, thank you for joining us. 206-984-4FUN, our telephone number. JJGO at MaximumFun.org, our email address. Our theme music, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Thanks to our intern, Colin, for screening the telephone calls. Southern Californians, we will see you Friday night at the Ice House, second stage. Get your tickets now at MaximumFun.org. Um, if you don't get tickets, just wait for us at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> we will be there. Um, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan, Jesse, Go. Thank <laughs> you.